0: Hello, hello, hello! What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of... Driving with Randy! The Today, the... the uh, was uh, me backing out of my parking location. How is everybody doing today? My name is Road Rage Randy, and this is the Driving with Randy podcast, a podcast I started... It's coming up on four years quicker than we know it. We will have been recording episodes and the podcast for almost four years, ladies and gentlemen. I started it from my 2007 Toyota Sienna Silver Edition. We are currently in a 2018 Subaru Forester Block Edition. We uh, we got in a car wash. It's looking sexy. It's looking fly as hell. It's looking beautiful i hope everyone's doing well today we treated this this beautiful office in which we are in the subaru forester we we treated it to a full tank of gas here yesterday got um i got like 57 cents off per gallon um my my high V card the the grocery store i like to go to just seemed to have a lot of points saved up so we went ahead, let it rip, and filled up for, I don't know, 27 bucks, something like that. Not not too often we get to do that, folks. Well, anyways, welcome to the podcast. I'm Road Rage Randy. This is the podcast that I started. We have like 20-minute episodes every uh, Friday, 20 to 30-minute episodes every, every Friday, 1 p.m. Central Time. You can find me on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Um... And the archives are listed below. We are unprofessional as shit. We don't edit anything. We just go live on the air and start recording. So here we are. Welcome, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about... I was originally going to come on and talk about video games. But I think I've settled on a different topic. I'd like to speak about a different topic today. A topic that I guess I'm excited to talk about because I got some trips coming up. In February here, I have two trips coming up. I have one to Atlanta. If you guys have been following the podcast for a while, you know that I make a trip to Atlanta every year. This has to be my fourth or fifth time down to Atlanta. I'm excited always a great time and then the weekend after i get back i (coughs) have a trip basically to des moines iowa it's um just west of des moines iowa and why why are you going on these trips randy now usually i i tell you guys i'm going to see friends i go hang out in the houston podcast you could tell that um I have a lot of fucking friends that I go see on these adventures now I just I've never actually talked about the real reason that I go on these trips on the podcast so I thought today I'm excited I'm fucking it's it we're we're almost four years deep we might as well discuss why I go on these trips ladies and gentlemen i'm involved in a lot of different communities as far as god growing up i had so many hobbies everything from i i juggling i'd be hardcore into the juggling world um there's a japanese skill toy basically skill toys japanese skill toy called the kendama i was big into the kendamas um video games as far as being in Competitive scene. I was big into that. Um, currently, big into the surf scene. And there's one thing that's kind of stuck while I hop around a whole bunch of hobbies. The one that has stuck since 2000, and, it'd be 2008, is cup stacking. I am a a competitive cup stacker. Now. A lot of you guys are going to say, oh, we did that in gym class or whatever, in elementary school. Yeah, well, some of us fucking stick with it. Um, some of us are 26 years old, still stacking cups competitively, but no, it's, uh, I, I I love it. I love it. It's, it's not something I practice often, but it's something that I go on trips for tournaments to compete with, go have fun with friends, and I think that's something that, Stacking has kind of become to me So I, st- I, I believe I started in 2008 We saw, me and my dad were watching ESPN And we saw the world championships on TV And my dad had this idea He's like, I'm gonna, yeah, these kids are crazy we're gonna, we're gonna get you being crazy So he, he went ahead, he bought me some cups And he said, I want you world class by the end of the week World class, there was time set for each event that you had to get and if you were under said time, you were considered to be a world-class athlete. Now, since I've began and where I am now, um, so I began in 2008 and it is currently 2023, so my math be telling me that that is 15 years later the times to be considered world class on paper have not been changed, but when it actually comes down to it, they have definitely changed the uh, the skill level that is involved in cups. The the people have gotten significantly quicker. There's been rule changes, cup changes, timer changes. There's been a whole bunch of changes over the years, but people have gotten very much quicker Um, so I guess let's start at the beginning of the career 2008 I get my first set of cups I didn't get a mat I didn't get a timer we just got the cups I got my first set of cups were a set of orange cups they were orange beautiful cups I still have them and then we're like, all right, I'm sitting there on the floor practicing a bit. We're like, we're gonna need to figure out how to time this better. So we went ahead and we bought a kit that was, it had glow in the dark blue cups. Uh, I Those cups I actually gave to a friend. She was in search of these blue glow cups. I'm, I'm gonna turn right here. Uh, she was in search of these blue glows. I'm like, yeah, I have some. You're like, fuck, yeah. I'm on one of the roads that I run on pretty frequently, just kind of scoping things out as far as ice go. It's, uh, it looks good, but it looks hella cold. The last time I was on this road, the, it was big old crosswind. But anyways, yeah, she was in search of some blue glows. I'm like, I have them, and I'll never fucking use them again. So you can have them. Um, It came with a mat and a timer. I believe I still have both somewhere. I I know for sure I have the timer. I think I used the mat as a computer mouse pad for a while, so I probably don't have it anymore. Essentially, I started practicing. My dad looks online and he's like, "Shit, there's a tournament about 40 minutes away. January 24th, 2009, he says, do you wanna do it? I'm like, sure, let's give it a whirl. Let's give it a try. Let's see how good I actually am at this cup stacking thing. We, he's like, well, you're go- we're gonna have to, we're, you're not stacking on the floor at the tournament, so we're gonna have to set you some up. We had a card table. Um, still have the card table. It's got some, it, we we like to keep things. We're, we're I, I wouldn't say hoarders, but we like to use things till they are completely dead. So I we had this card table long ago. There's uh there's some soldering marks in it now from my soldering iron. There's just there it, but the table still fucking works. Point being, we set up the table. It wasn't regulation height. He's like, we need to practice like we play. I know I was in hockey at the time. I was in soccer like. Big thing was always practice how you play. So we went ahead and we stacked a pile of books under each leg so it'd be um, regulation height. That was the shakiest fucking table, uh, one of the shakiest tables I've probably ever stacked on. And I was doing it regularly, you gotta practice, you know? So I did this tournament and I ended up winning my age division, I got first place in everything. And unknown at the time, I actually set a, um, my dad found it out later down the road, I actually set a age division Minnesota state record for the 11 to 12 year olds. We're like, all right, maybe I'm kinda onto some, maybe I'm like kinda good at this stacking cup thing. At the time, there was some kids at the tournament, the two kids from Minnesota that were super quick were the Myers brothers. And um, you know, at the time, I'm just new. I'm new to the sport, and you know, later down the road, it turns into all right. I'm I'm not necess- I the Myers brothers are good friends of mine. Uh, didn't know them at the time. We just you know saw him at the competition. Didn't even say hi to him. I don't know how long it took to actually. Talk to them. I was actually a pretty shy kid. I, I wouldn't go up to speak to random people. Now I don't I, I learned to just not give a fuck. But basically you're kind of in a new environment, new setting, you know, there's all there's all these kids that are quicker than you. You just you don't know really how to you get the you get overwhelmed kinda. You don't want to go talk to these fast people, which has something which is something that I have tried to keep in my mind. Um, and I'll talk about that when I go to the transition of where I'm at. So basically, we're at the start of my career here. After the tournament, I said, ah, fuck these cups. I ain't stacking these cups. Well, a year later, a tournament comes up. It's a regional tournament in Egan, Minnesota, about... 20, 30 minutes away, my my dad's like, you wanna do it? You did good at the last one. We're like, all right, let's do it. I'll start practicing again. Practice, go to this tournament. I end up um, uh, networking. I I got put onto, there's an event called Relay. I ended up getting put on a Relay team, never done that before. And there was this club out of South Dakota that had come over to this tournament. And I guess one of their kids had dropped out. So they're like, let's, uh, we, need, we need somebody for our relay team. So the tournament director was like, we'll try and find someone. Well, the person that ran this club, she now works for the company that makes the cups, but she um, she said, let's get him on the team and kind of networking and stuff and she's like he's really good he could come out to Colorado he could um, be on a team with my kids with the club and um, you know I think it'd be pretty cool now I was playing AAA hockey at the time so we couldn't afford to go out to Colorado to do this but it definitely set our sights on all right we can do this. We can go on a trip, we can go to a world event and compete with these higher level people. I had a lot of fun at um, second tournament. It was one of my good friends' first tournament. I didn't really speak to him at the time either, but you know, now I talk to him on Facebook semi-regularly. He's out of Wisconsin. So the previous the year following, so we're in 2011 now. Um, I had a warm-up tournament, I believe in Iowa, and then my dad said, do you wanna go down to Texas? They're having, so at the time it was, they'd only had world championships in Colorado, but they decided to branch out, we're gonna host it in Dallas. It It was actually Garland, I believe, Garland, Texas. His friend lives down there. He's like, I haven't seen her in a bit. Let's go visit. Let's go compete and see how you do at a world level, right? Like, Fuck yeah. So how it actually worked was only national team members could compete at the world tournament. And they had an open tournament to the side. So basically, I would be competing on the open tournament. But I got to be in the same environment, in the same venue as these world class stackers, people that fly in from Germany, um, UK, Switzerland, all over the fucking place to stack these cups and compete at these high levels. So that's kind of what happened. I got put into this open tournament. Um, I go up. How the tournament works is you do your preliminaries, and then you have to finish top 10 in your age group to move forward and move on to the final round. Um, I ended up, unfortunately, finishing 11th in every single stack. I um, I believe there was 16 kids and I finished 11th. So I was right under the cutoff for everything. Now, still scoping my route out. Um, I just wanna make sure there's no, I, I can't run right now, ankle, i'm letting my ankle rest up a little bit and i've been on the bike um so we're just scoping things out see how it is we're not supposed to get any snow i don't think anywho let's continue on um unknown to me at the time my dad didn't tell me now when you go up to these tournaments you go up to the table there's gonna be nerves you gotta learn to control your nerves you've been practicing a whole bunch you learn to control your nerves and I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, I'll talk about this. This might be a long podcast. Um, I won't necessarily say I was nervous. I was, eh, eh, kind of nervous. Not too bad, but I was good at controlling it. And unknown to me at the time, I did it. I did the best that I could. Like I had really good times and my dad, or I, I Right before I go up, I remember I looked at my sticker and I said, Dad, it says I'm in the World Tournament, not the Open. He said, don't worry about that, you're in the Open. I don't know what the hell that sticker's saying. Well, turns out, there wasn't enough kids competing in my Open division, so they moved us to compete at the World level. So I got my first taste of what it's like to compete at a World level, unknown to me, Oh, I was so devastated, finished 11th and everything. I was so devastated. I'm like, dad, you wasted all that money to come out here and I didn't even make the final round. And I was, I was just, I was bawling my eyes. I was like, You are you having fun? We're gonna have fun, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm having fun. And you know what? Met some cool people. I, I talked to a couple new guys. I don't remember their names though. They haven't really stuck around. Um, I believe the Myers brothers were down there too, still didn't know them, didn't know half the people that I know today, and we were all within the same roof. So fast forward a couple years, I keep up with the whole thing. I had a blast down in Texas. I'm like, this is, this is a, a cool thing, you know, me and my dad going on trips, we go down to um, Missouri, we go down to, we went to Illinois, we were basically driving, going on all these road trips, and then, you know, we we went to Maryland. We got snowed in. Um, we went to go compete there. We start going to all these national and regional, local tournaments, um, world tournaments. Um, my next Worlds wasn't actually until two, tw- 2015. So. Like I said, you had to be on a national team to compete at Worlds. So in 2014, I remember I was sitting there playing Halo. My dad walks into the room. He says, um, he said, I got a phone call. I'm like, it wasn't 2014. It would have been, I graduated in 2014. Would have been 2012. So yeah, 2012, I got on the team. So 2012, my dad, knocks on the door, I'm playing Halo, he was. we gotta talk about something, I said, fuck, one of my teachers called him, I'm gonna get in trouble, fuck, I'm doing terrible in school or something, he's like, I got a phone call, and he played it, and it was the coach of Team USA, and, um, he just said, hey, dad, uh, Randy, he, uh, I, I was wondering if I could Talk to Randy, give me a call back. I give her a call, She's Randy? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you know who I am? I'm like, heck yeah I do. She's like, well, I've seen you've been doing pretty well in tournaments. At the time, the criteria to get on the team was you needed an overall state record, overall national record, an age division national record, or a world record, or an overall world record. Um, and I didn't have any of them. But she said, you've been consistent, you've been competing with top level folks, and I'm wondering if you'd like to be on the team. I'm like, oh yeah. So I got on Team USA, I keep stacking, go to you know Junior Olympics, well, I believe Junior Olympics were in Iowa, that was my first tournament as a Team USA member. And that is kinda when I started to meet more people. I started to open up and kind of form a friend group with a lot of these people that I'm friends with today. Um, so it took many years. I had, you know, I, I probably had three friends that I'd see at tournaments and I, I just, I, not real close with anybody, but it wasn't until I got on Team USA and that is when you know you have that team bond everyone is there to stack cups and it just opened my world to meeting a whole bunch of other people i had a, a blast i i still talk to most of those people today actually one of those girls came flew in last year for work and i took her out to eat um that's the same girl I sold the cups to. And anyways, um Yeah, yeah, where was where the fuck was that? We just thinking back now. Alright, so 2015 I go to I, I go to Canada. My mom takes me. My dad asks if my mom wants to go. Now this is when I told my mom, I said, listen, I have developed all these friendships over the years you're not gonna see me much. <laughs> I felt really, I feel really bad about this. But we go up to Canada, and I basically ditched my mom for four days. But my dad knows how that is, because he's gone to tournaments, he knows what it's like. My mom's never gone away to a tournament. So he didn't warn her very much. I warned her, and I what I did was I actually, I said, Mom, this is, I introduced her to some of the moms and she hung out with them so it was good but I kind of just ditched her for a a weekend and from there it kind of developed into that was the last trip that my parents were paying for I had to pay for my own trips from there on out so over the years um, so since I've started there's only been one year it was 2016 that I missed any tournaments. And what I did that year, in order to keep my Team USA status so I wasn't inactive, was I um, I did a demonstration at some toy store. I basically just stacked cups, tried to get promote them and sell them for them. Um, over the years, the travel, uh, so 2018, when was my first so my first solo trip was actually the end of 2016 it, which was it was November I believe of 2016 I flew out to Rhode Island that was my first solo trip and from there the solo trips began I have been all over the fucking country stacking these cops hanging out with friends developing friendships and so this is where the transition kind of happens i cared about the times i cared about doing well in competition i'm not saying i don't these days but it's a lot less about the cups and more about the friends i don't care how i do in a competition i don't mind how i do in a competition if I bomb it like I did last all last season, every tournament I fucking went to, I practiced hard for two, three weeks before the tournament. God, the first tournament I practiced five weeks ahead of time. Was doing absolutely great in practice, bombed at the tournament. But you know what? I had a great season. And I talked or I, I hung out with great friends that I've met over the years, made many, many friends. And one of the things that I try to incorporate when I go to these tournaments is making sure that new people don't feel intimidated by being in the same room as fast stackers. I know how I felt in 2009 being a little shy kid and um, I, I would stop before you, not really, but I'm gonna go anyways. Flick me off, buddy. Flicked me off. Oh, he didn't. He didn't. Um, but I know how it felt in 2009. Just, it's intimidating. Every you don't know any faces, but you've seen these people on YouTube. You've seen these people um, compete. You know what they're capable of. It's kind of nerve-wracking to go say hi to them. They're kind of. They're kind of famous. They're kind of a celebrity, right? So I kind of keep that mindset and I try to go to tournaments, and a lot of these kids that are coming up in the stacking world, what's gonna keep them around is developing friendships. Stacking cups gets old, it's repetitive, It's, it's fun, but I think a lot of people my age that are still competing after many, many years, it's the friendships and the travel that keep us all going back. Um, the friendships that we formed I, I can come home with a medal I can come home with a trophy and it's just like it's a cherry on top of the good adventure that I had I think I've achieved everything I've wanted within the sport um, or hobby whatever you want to call it I, I try to refer to it as a hobby I, I don't necessarily call it a sport it, you can get competitive with it though It's definitely competitive. I think I've achieved everything that I've wanted to achieve. I'm on the national team. I helped coach the 15 to 16 year old males. Um, My coach asked me if I'd do that one year and I'm like, heck yeah. Um, People call me Coach Randy. Coach Randy, right here. Um, I've had many state records. I've had an overall state record I had the overall state record for a while it was actually kind of funny so I worked so hard to get that that overall state record and then one of the Myers brothers one of my good friends at the tournament that I beat and got it he actually tied or it was the next so I got it and then the next tournament after he was at the tournament um, he drove down there with me. He stayed with me and He actually he tied it to the Thousandth or hundredth of us. I think it was hundredth of a second at the time Yeah to the hundredth of a second he tied my time So we got to hold the overall state record simultaneously. I thought that was really cool um, What else we got here what I, I world records i think i've had five age division world records that might be a stretch it's it's greater than three less than five is what i want to say as far as um age division world records but it's more than that i i think i like i said i think I've achieved everything competitively that I want to achieve within the sport. I think now it comes down to promoting, um, giving these kids a reason to stick with it. Because I know there's times where I don't want to, but I don't practice anymore. I practice two weeks before a tournament and then I go down to wherever I'm going, have a good time for a weekend. I, I fly down three days early for a one-day tournament. Usually this type of thing, like you'd fly out for a two-day tournament, and you'd fly down for a two-day tournament, right? And you'd probably fly down, me and my dad would fly down the night before, and then we leave the same day after finals. But these tournaments have turned into adventures. I'm going down on a Wednesday for a one-day tournament, a tournament that's gonna take up, you know, a good portion of the day, but not all the day. It's because I'm there for more than that. We're there to have a fucking black. The Atlanta tournament is probably one of the funnest party tournaments that you'll ever go to. it's it's so fun. It's so fun. Everyone's treated like family down there. The lady I stay with the first year I got down there, she uh, she's been nothing but welcoming to me. She opens her house to me, she cooks for us. She she opens it to a lot of people and she puts on that tournament because she is also in love with the adventure. Not into the cups. Fuck the cups. We're in we're in it for the adventure. Um, So yeah, I'm gonna go down there in a couple weeks. I got two tournaments coming up. Um, I think my tournament schedule for this year, I think I have four tournaments in total. Um, We're going to Iowa twice. We're going to, uh, there's there's gonna be a pop-up tournament somewhere here within Minnesota, Wisconsin area. The hard part about the Midwest, is most of the tournaments happen out East. So we either have to, we have to travel quite a bit. Um, Otherwise, I mean, even going down to Iowa, it's, it's a drive, but like, there's a lot of places that, you know, it's nearest tournament two hours away and they have like five, they get to go to five a year just within their local area. Whereas I'm blessed enough to go to two for the year. So I'd say, I'm known within the community, but I'm not like I'm not I'm not I'm not some guy some little kids gonna be like, oh my god, it's Randy, it's Coach Randy. There's some kids that'll know me, but not too many. Um, I I get to hang out with all the all the people that are well known in the community though, and we we have a fucking blast. Heck I I I had the the world, all uh, right, the United States fastest stackers. Dad cooked me breakfast when our pipe burst down in North Carolina or Greensboro. Yeah, we're in Greensboro, our pipe burst. So we go over to the fastest stacker in the US's house and his dad and mom cook us up some eggs and bacon. It's, it's that kind of welcoming where they didn't expect us, but you know what? You're a stacker, you're part of our family. The house is open to you guys if you need it. And I get stranded, I get stranded in Dallas. Same thing, I'm stranded in Dallas. The Dallas family's like, our house is all yours. We'll come pick you up, you get to stay with us for a couple days till you figure this out. And that is the kind of welcomeness and community that I stick around cob stacking for. And that's the kind of thing that I wanna pay forward. You know, If someone's having a hard time in Minnesota, someone's flights canceled in minnesota i'll pick you up you come hang out in my home come chill with us We're, we'll keep you where you need to be make sure you got some food to eat and make sure that you get on your way this podcast turned out to be a lot longer than i i had planned on it and a lot different topic than i had planned i had planned on talking about video games but this has been part of my life for quite some time and i, I don't think i've ever really talked about it on this podcast so I thought I'd go ahead and talk about it I I love it I love the community I'm not as involved as I could be within it in the off season it's I don't practice I don't practice but you know what um I oh, I haven't I'm thinking about one of the people I get to see in Atlanta I haven't seen him since it had to have been like 20, I want to say 27, it was in Des Moines, Iowa. We were partying it up in my room. It was my, my, I, I can see, I can see the photo we took and everything, but I haven't seen him in that long. And you know what? I see him, we give each other a hug and we, uh we pick up like those five years we haven't seen each other just never fucking happened we pick up like it was yesterday it's i i love it i love it i'm so passionate about it i i I love i'm getting hyped up and smiling just thinking about it but ladies and gentlemen i'll save you guys from listening to me ramble on about shit i hope everyone has a fantastic day Um, you guys know the drill, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Reddit, uh, rate my podcast on iTunes, Spotify. You guys have been an absolute blessing to me over the past, uh, three and a half years. The whole time, all three and a half years. If you stuck with me through the whole episode, thank you very, very much. I hope to see you back next week. If I don't, I hope you have a wonderful life. Peace.